Welcome and thank you for being a listener of the Dose of Leadership podcast. Currently, we're expanding the conversations beyond just leadership into health, wealth, purpose, spirituality, relationships, and much, much more, because today's leader has to be about all of these areas to lead into the future. Hi, I'm Matt Lilly, and I'm the new host of the previous Dose of Leadership podcast, now called Bright Vibe. I've owned 20 businesses over the last 30 years, and I've studied business, wealth, health, strength, spirituality, you name it, I've studied it, and I've learned that you have to grow in all these areas to be the best well-rounded leader that you can be, not just at office, but also at home. We have an oppressive lineup of speakers coming soon, so please stay tuned to the podcast. Thank you for being a listener and part of our Dose of Leadership community. And now we welcome and are excited to have you be a part of our Bright Vibe podcast community. Well, Tom Wheelwright, CPA and CEO of Wealth Ability, welcome to the show today. So happy to have you on. Thanks so much to be with you today. Yeah. Exciting stuff that you're going to talk about today and exciting, meaning that you're going to make it exciting. I think most of us probably think of, <laughs> of, of taxes and, you know, as like, what do they say you want to you, do in your taxes and the dentist is kind of an equal par for things that you want to do on any given day. Yeah. But you're going to make it fun and exciting today. That is my challenge and also my wish because I think that I, that's- I, 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 I promise we will do that. Okay, perfect. So what exactly is WealthAbility? What, you're the CEO of WealthAbility. What exactly is that? I, I am. So I, uh, I've spent 40 years uh, in the CPA profession. Mm-hmm. I spent uh, seven years with Ernst & Young, three years in their national office, uh, uh, four years as in-house advi- tax advisor for a Fortune 1000 company. I spent 14 years as an adjunct professor in the Master's of Tax, pro- uh, tax Program at Arizona State University, 25 years buying, building, selling CPA firms. The last uh, 15 years, spent a lot of time traveling the world with Robert Kiyosaki of Rich Dad Poor Dad fame. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, speaking to millions of people around the world. And uh, recently, about five years ago, we started a network of CPAs. The most common question I got when I was traveling with Robert is, how do I find somebody like you here? Right. Yeah. And yeah. so what we decided is, well, since we have a completely unique view of how the taxes work, and how, how your CPA should work, we decided we'll, we'll just build a network and we'll train other CPAs. So that's what we do now is we train other CPAs how to do what we do. Very cool. And for people that are, that are listening to the show, you've just turned it on, you're listening to the show right now, um, know that this isn't, again, as I was teasing earlier, but this isn't going to be a dry podcast about taxation and line 41 and then, you know, this form. This isn't what we're talking about today. This is rethinking of what we do, you know, here on the podcast is kind of rethinking and reshaping the way our mind thinks about certain things. And specifically with taxation, there can, it can, if you don't do it right, it can cost you literally hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars over your lifetime. Uh, that you wouldn't normally, am I saying that correctly, that you wouldn't normally have to pay if you were more versed or more educated or work with somebody like yourself? Well, the reality is if you think about, okay, unlike a financial planner who typically thinks about what do, what do you need in order to retire and not live under a, a, a bridge, right? right? And you think about what would you really like, right? right? When would you like to retire? You can't get there and pay high taxes. It is financially, it is mathematically impossible. The good news is government in the US and around the world have made it easy actually to not pay taxes and to do so legally. So <laughs> I, I, I love your whole concept, Matt, about we wanna raise, make up, give, give this positive uh, right. vibe and this, this real positive energy. And really that's the way I look at taxes is taxes are really primarily a series of incentives and they're basically 
if you understand how taxes actually work, it's really a roadmap to reducing your taxes. It's not, the government's not really out to get you. The government, <laughs> basically here's what happens, Matt. So the government says, look, you have a choice. Um, either you can be a passive partner and you can pay a lot of taxes mm-hmm. or you can actively invest the way we want you to invest and not pay any taxes, but you get to choose. That's an, a very interesting, the way you phrase that. And again, this is kind of the reshaping. And this is why we do the podcast. This is why we bring on unique, unique guests is because the way you phrase that passive versus active and, and, and kind of working with the tax code to invest, to grow wealth, it's not. Uh, as you said, uh, it's not that the government's out to get you. It's kind of here's the game and here's how to more more like here's how to play the game if you want to be wealthy over time. There's no question it's a game. Here's the thing, though. We don't get to choose whether we're in the game or not. We are in the game, right? We it's are in the game, the right? Any, right? Anybody that looks at their paycheck and says, who's FICA, knows that you're in the game, right? Right. And then, and then on top of that, we don't get to choose the rules of the game. The government right. gets to choose the rules. Plus, the government has the referees the judges, the jury, the executioner, they've got everybody. Now you're, so you're, now, now you're starting to sound like the government's against us again. Well, <laughs> I, okay, let me be clear. Congress is, Congress is our friend. Mm-hmm. Um, the IRS is our enemy. Okay. Oh, wow. Don't okay. confuse the two. Okay. okay? Right. The IRS Congress is definitely is our enemy, friend, but IRS but is, our is our friend. That's Great. correct. And, and to, to be clear, this is Tom Wheelwright saying this, not Matt Lilly, because I do not want auditors to show up on my my door and say, hey, on your show, you said that. So I well, that? it's funny. You, you know, you talked about you talk about taxes and dentistry in the same thing, right? Yeah. I'm going, you know, that they used to say that the highest, uh, the profession with the highest level of suicide was dentistry, right? right. I don't yeah, know that's, that's right. I did hear case, that. I did. But hear it used that. to be the used case, be. Yep. right? Which is weird. Can I you don't imagine? But well, I mean, you know, nobody wants to go to the dentist. Oh, I guess. Right? But, right. but can, think about this. Think about you're in a business where your best customers hate you. They don't want to see you. They never want to hear from you. That's what it's like to be an IRS auditor. So right. just. You know, give them a little space here. Right, right, I mean, right. IRS auditors are not bad people right. most of the time. They're just trying to do a, a difficult job. It's just that they are not on your side. They are not, uh, they're trying to get more money for the government. That is their job, right? So they're the other side. They're the prosecution, you're the defense. Got you got to think of it that way. You're always got the defense, they're the prosecution. But here's the other thing is that with the IRS, unlike most places, you're guilty until you prove yourself innocent. So that's actually the way the tax law works. And it is legitimately the way the tax law works. But the good news is once you understand that, look, as long as I'm doing what the government really wants me to do, I, I can pay as little tax as I want. I mean, we have, I have many clients who pay little to no tax, but it's not because they've got sophisticated um, tax strategies, things like that. It's because basically the government said, you do this, this, and this, and we'll give you a tax break. And they do this, this, and this, and they get the tax break. I mean, it's no, it's no different than the person, you know, you take a buyer versus a renter, okay? Right. A, a buyer of a house gets a deduction for their interest expense. Renters don't get deductions for their rent. Fair enough, yeah. So that's just an incentive to buy a house. For you to own. So so let's talk about, since you brought that up, let's talk about then what, 
what does what does the game to play the game and win? How is the government set it up? What are things that people should be thinking about doing if they want to pay little to no tax? Which I think everybody wants to pay little to no tax, right? Nobody's like, oh, I want to write a big check or you know, thirty percent of I want to write thirty percent of my income and just pay it to somewhere that I have no idea if it's working or not, right? So, so, so what are some? Uh, I guess. Yeah, start us off. I'll, I'll make it real simple. With, okay, for perfect. You, okay? I love that because I'm the, not sometimes very bright, even though the, 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 <laughs> the, the more money you earn, the more tax you pay. Yeah. The more assets you buy, the less tax you pay. Okay, so right. here's what happens in, in our tax system. If you spend money, the, the money you earn, if you spend it or if you save it, you get taxed on it. Right. But if you invest it, you don't get taxed on it. So for example, if you take the money you earn in your podcast business and you put it into an investment the government likes, like, I don't know, renewable energy, you won't pay tax on that money. You take the money you earn in your business, you reinvest it back in your business, everybody knows you get a business deduction, right? So you're not gonna pay tax on that income to the extent you put it back into your business. So all you have to look at is, where does the government want me to put my money? Put your money there, build assets, don't build liabilities like cars and houses and stuff like that, but actually build assets that produce cash flow. And as long as you're producing, built, buying assets that the government wants you to buy, like housing, like um, particularly rental housing, right? Okay. If you buy a house for yourself, you get a little deduction, but if you buy a, if you buy a 200 That's unit awesome. apartment complex, you get a lot bigger tax benefit. So right. it's how many people am I helping? And the more people I help, the better the tax situation. Oh, that's a great way to look at that. I had not. I, I I have been in real estate a long time and have owned real estate and bought and sold rental houses and all that throughout my career. And at a one point, it was fun for me. I used to measure success by how many toilets I owned. I literally had a running count of how many toilets that I owned. I don't know why, but I just kind of, I quantified it. And one day I was like, you know, I own like 56 toilets. Like I, there's 56 bathrooms that I own. I, you know, between commercial buildings and residential and all that. And I don't know why, but I just thought for, so for several years of my life, that was how I measured success. I thought, yeah, why not make it fun? Right. So, but so real estate's obviously, uh, you know, real estate, commercial, residential, that you're renting, leasing to other people, right? So there's some tax advantages there, like I'm assuming through depreciation, you get to write off the interest, you get to write Mm -hmm. off depreciation, repairs, uh, things of that nature, right? Right. I mean, so, so really the, uh, you know, people always ask me, so tell me, tell me, is this, you know, give me a list of deductions. I'm going, everything's, everything's deductible. It, the question is, how do I make it deductible? So, you know, if, if you're asking if something's, if you're asking your accountant, is this deductible? You're asking the wrong question. Mm-hmm. Ask your accountant, how do I make it deductible? So if you're taking a trip, for example, mm-hmm. that trip could be considered a personal trip or it can be considered a business trip. There are very specific rules for it. So I can actually walk you through as how do I make that trip deductible? Mm-hmm. Well, then you can choose. Right. I mean, my goal is to give people a choice. That's the reason I write my books. Mm-hmm. That's the reason I do my podcast. That's the reason I do mm-hmm. WealthAbility has our network is we're trying to get people a choice. Either do what the government wants to do, you to do, pay little tax or be a passive um, player in the tax game and pay high tax. It's your choice. Right. And and this and this just so and everything you talk about isn't just for people who are already wealthy. They're people who want to grow wealth. Right. Well, in fact, in fact, wouldn't you rather not pay tax ever, right? <laughs> right? I mean, it's always better to, to learn 
before you have high income than after you have high income. Because after you have high income, you've already paid a whole boatload of taxes. Right. Yep. As you're growing that wealth. Yep. And so what's the number one thing, what's the number one area that you tell, I mean, if somebody's just starting out, so, so people listening right now are viewing it on YouTube. So what's the number one thing you would say, here's what you need to do first is, is one probably is education, but then what would be kind of the anchor or the cornerstone or kind of what would you want people to know the two or th- maybe two or three things right up front if they're just starting out. So let's assume that they have a job, they get a W2, they haven't invested in anything maybe other than their, you know, retirement plan. What, what's kind of that next thing? Well, the, the first thing I'd ask myself is, what, what do I want to do with my money, right? Because there are lots of different tax incentives and you don't want the tax tail to wag the investment dog. Mm-hmm. So, so the first thing you say is, well, do I want to put my money in the stock market? If so, then you should be putting it to your retirement plan because that's the best bet you've got from a tax standpoint is go to your 401k, pension plan, private sharing plan, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But let's say, but, but let's say, okay, or you want to invest in real estate. Okay, well, you don't want to do that through a pension plan. That's it. You want to do that differently. Mm-hmm. Or let's say I want to invest in um, oil and gas or uh, renewable energy. Okay, well, you're going to invest there a different way. So what you have to look at is what do I want to invest in? And then what's the most tax effective way to invest that money, not just to prevent getting taxed on the income from that investment, but to actually reduce your overall taxes because the active investor doesn't just not pay taxes on their investment income. They also don't pay taxes on their earned income. Right. Okay. And what's that mean? And and how, how does that work? Well, so for example, take your business, you know, the, the the very first thing I tell somebody, boy, I really want to reduce my taxes, start a business. Mm Mm-hmm. The government will literally pay you to start a business. No, wait, I mean, wait. What's that it, mean? Now you, now you got me on a, another tangent. What do you mean the government will pay you to start a business? Because I've heard that I've heard that before, and I've been in business a long time. And the government's well, except for the COVID money, the government's never written me a check to start a business. So how? Well, does, I, so I'm I uneducated. Okay. Well, so let's get a little education. So in my new book, The Win Win Wealth Strategy, yeah, I talk about seven investments the government will pay you to make, and one of those is a business. What, what happens is, let's say you start a business on the side out of your home, mm-hmm. okay? So you've got a lot of expenses that you have, whether or not you have a business or not. You have your car, you have your house, you have your living room, whatever, right? right. But when you turn those into business assets, so you turn your car into business asset, so you're using it mostly for business, you turn your house into a business asset or at least a home office, Portion you, of it, you yeah. turn, right? You, when, when you start doing that, what you do is, is that the government, I, I actually run these numbers in my book. Um, so the government, actually, you get more tax benefits than the cost of setting up the business. So the government will literally pay you to set up a business. And, and pay you through tax incentives or? Tax, pay you through tax incentives, pay you through lower taxes on your wages that you're earning at your day job. So remember, okay. let's say you're making $100,000 at your day job. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you're paying taxes, income right. taxes, right? Right. Got it. But let's say you start a business and you get deductions in your business. So right. you actually show a loss in your business. So you show a $5,000 loss in your business. So now your combined income is not 100000 it's 95000 Right. So now you actually pay less taxes on your job mm-hmm. than you would have if you didn't have the business. Well, the tax incentives are high enough when you start a business in your home, mm-hmm. that literally the cost of starting the business is less 
than the actual tax benefit that you receive against your regular income. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah. And so for, so the first, it sounds like one of the first steps is you could just start a business that I think they call, I don't really like the name, but they called a side hustle to me. That sounds dirty, but they, they, they call it a side <laughs> hustle. So, so you have the, you know, right. You, so, uh, and uh, first time I heard that, I was like side hustle. What is this? Like, yeah, <laughs> is that it, even it, legal exactly. in the States? Is this I, a, I know, some type of like, but so you, so you start this side hustle, you start a business, a part, a part-time whatever right. business doing whatever, you know, selling whatever. services, I mean, let's say you sell selling products, products. You know, you sell, right. you sell product on Amazon right. or you, you know, that's, you know, it's never been so easy to start a business. And, All you need is a laptop, right? And typically are you advising people to put that inside an LLC or something so that it's separate or versus uh, running it right through their personal stuff? I, I do. Yeah. I do because yeah. I, I think you ought to start, start, start it right, right from the beginning. Yeah, exactly. Right. Because the, the idea of the business, the goal of business is not to reduce your taxes. The goal of business is to make money. Right. Exactly. Right. So, yeah, the government's going to pay you to do that. You're actually going to make more money because of the government tax incentives. Right. But remember that the whole goal is to actually make that side hustle your primary hustle. Right. I mean, that for the most part, for most people, that's their that's the real goal there. And if you do that, then you start doing everything. You do it all the right way. The government actually encourages that. So, for example, um, in order to deduct a business expense, it has to have a business purpose, has to be ordinary, means it's typical, mm-hmm. and has to be necessary, meaning it's profitable, mm-hmm. and you have to document it. Mm-hmm. But if you think about those those four tests, if you did that with every dollar you spent, mm-hmm. you'd make more money because it would you would only spend money that made more profitable. I always tell people that the purpose of an expense in a business is to create income. If that expense doesn't create income, you shouldn't be spending the money. Right. So the tax law is really more than just a guide to reduce your taxes. It's actually a guide to build wealth. It's, it's, an, it's an amazing guide for building wealth. And that's interesting because I've never heard that before. I've never thought of it in that way, that literally if you're following the tax code, you're, it's actually almost like a to-do manual for how to build wealth or as far no as question. Is, here's the places. You know, and you, you list some on your site like business, real estate, technology, R&D, sustainable energy, insurance, agriculture, retirement savings. So these are ways that you're able to I'm assuming these are the ways that you build wealth um, or right. the areas that you specialize in. So, so f- that would be the first step is just starting some business that it, with the intention that you're going to make money. It's not, a, right. you know, just f- for the taxation side of it. But I always thought I've been an entrepreneur since I was, I think, 19. And, and so I've always been self-employed or 1099 income. And I realized very quickly, just the thing you talked about, which is basically my buying power is a lot greater than somebody who doesn't have a, a business because sure. if, if I can't like my, my vehicle, you know, that's a, that, that's an easy one, right? At my car, you know, I think I, 90% of that, you know, 85, 90% I write off. Well, so I'm using pre-tax dollars to, in right. essence, right? I, I've well, got 30% more buying power. Well, so think about this. So two years of COVID, right? Yeah. Everybody's working out of their home office. Exactly. Those who are working out and doing their own business are getting to deduct that home office. Those who are working for an employer aren't. Right, exactly. And I think, you know, the, this whole, to bring it into our current times, this whole, uh, the great resignation, uh, you know, mm-hmm. is what they're calling it. I, mean, I don't think there's ever been, well, and I don't know, I've only been alive as long as I've been alive, but <laughs> I don't know that there's ever been a time where it seems like that working uh, as a contractor or working for, uh, when I say for yourself, you're, you're working, you're still working for other people. I've never worked for myself. I mean, you're, 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 right, you're, you're providing services for other people or you're not getting unless paid. You're, unless you're a day trader right, in exactly. the stock market, right, you're exactly. working for somebody right. else. Correct. But uh, I think there's never been a more advantageous time 
uh, to to start a business like this as far as culturally. I mean, it's not just, I, re, I remember when I was, when I, when I first started in business, you know, you had to have an office and you had to have somebody answer the phone. And then you, and then it was like, you had to have the fax number right back in the day and you had to have the self. And, and so to seem professional and now, you know, I could be oh. sitting here on the podcast talking to you in my, in my boxer shorts and nobody would ever know. And it's complete. I mean, it was just, you know, there's a, 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 my dog, you know, I'll be on a zoom call and the dog comes in. It's just more acceptable to work from home. Nobody has receptionists and all. I mean, you know, you, it's all done over the internet and cell phones and all that fun stuff. So I think it's just such a an amazing opportunity right now to work for yourself. I guess. Oh, there's there's no question that there are so few barriers to entry. Right. And uh, so it's inexpensive. It's easy. You can learn how to run a business basically on the internet. Right. Right. I mean, yep. it's. I mean, it's just. And you can you can make money actually just just generating an audience. You make money. Right. So uh, it's just never been easier. I, I don't know why everybody doesn't. Well, I do know why, but you know, the, the thing is, is that the government, the, the tax law is fair, Matt, the, the tax law is fair. Everybody who does the same thing gets the same benefit. Right. And I was going to say, I was going to interject and say, well, I don't think the tax law is fair because I think actually it benefits people that are, to your point, more active. But to your point, what you just said, if you are become active, then it's fair, right? It's fair, meaning you can get the same tax benefits as somebody else. There's no, uh, but you have- Well, to everybody has the same opportunity. Right. So, exactly. you know, yeah. if, I mean, for example, you have two employees and one contributes to a 401k and one doesn't. Well, the one who doesn't, doesn't get a tax benefit. Right. So does that make the tax unfair? No, exactly. Nobody's yeah. going to argue the tax law is unfair because right. one person contributes to a 401k and one doesn't. <laughs> right. So why is the tax law unfair if one person starts a business and one person doesn't? What's the difference? And and I, and and you know we we've talked about it on the show before, but that's really taking control and and having a plan, right? Taking control of your life and having sure. a plan versus just being, to your point, I really like how you framed that you're being kind of passive. You're going to pay more if you're passive because you're not actively, you're not even actively involved. So the worst thing you could do from a tax standpoint is just pay the tax and not think about it and just let it siphon off your money, right? Well, yeah, yeah, but think about from an investing standpoint. So passive investors have the same problem. Mm -hmm. Right. So if you sit around and you invest in an ETF or, mm -hmm. you know, a mutual fund or something, you're going to get maybe some small rate of return, but you're going to be subject to the ups and downs of the market, right? Right. But if you go out and create your own real estate, you create your own business, you're going to get a much higher return on your investment. Right. So active participants in society always do better than passive participants. Right. Makes complete sense, right? And like anything else in your life, you're not going to lose weight unless you're actively involved in losing weight. You're not going to exactly. have better health unless you're actively involved in your health. Um, it's all about awareness and education. And I also want to I want to state that you kind of take people step by step through. So it's it's not a. I mean, I think for a lot of people, why they don't start this stuff is it seems overwhelming, or they're just how do I start, or where sure. do I start, right? And so I think that's the thing I liked about what I read about your stuff is it's more of kind of talking to somebody like myself or like other people people that need to, that maybe, you know, you've done it all your life, but I've done other things all my life. I mean, I've been involved in real estate and things like that, but, but how do you learn this stuff? And that's what you're making available through the stuff you do, right? Your well, that, that's the whole idea. You know, the, the, the big question in the last couple of years has been, why don't the rich pay taxes, mm -hmm. right? This yep. has been a big yep. Yep. topic of discussion. And I'm going, well, the rich have, they have very sophisticated tax advisors like me. Mm -hmm. I mean, my clients are all rich. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
Okay, they're all rich and they don't pay tax. Okay, so I'm this is I'm okay. kind of the prototype so I, here. So okay, so so again, if the IRS is listening to this, talk to Tom because I'm not saying so. All, all I, but I like how you matter of factly say this. All of your invest, all of your clients are rich and none of them pay tax. Is that what you just said? Well, it, I, not none of them pay tax, but so, they all pay less tax than they would have otherwise. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So you know they still have their choices to how much tax they pay. Got it. Um, uh, how active they are, basically. Right, yeah, how, right. how, how low do you want your taxes to go? Some people want it to go to zero. I've got clients who absolutely never want to pay tax. We can get it to zero. I have others that say, if I can get to a 20% tax rate, I'm good. Interesting. Okay? So, so that's fine. That's actually our first target is 20%. But but my, my point is, is that, okay, so the rich people, they don't pay tax because they have really good tax advisors and they do a lot of investing. Right, okay, that's right. natural for them, right? right? That's why they're rich in the first place. Uh, but the average person doesn't have this information. And this is why I spend my life speaking around the world. This is why I write books. This is why I wrote Tax-Free Wealth and now Win-Win Wealth is that the idea is that anybody can do it. It's not that hard. And you, you do need a tax advisor. You do need somebody who understands this. I will tell you that um, I've had a number of people tell me that they give my books to their tax advisor. I'm going, that's great. I mean, you should read them yourself. They're actually meant for the general public. They're not right. meant for tax advisors. Right. But most tax advisors, I've never had a tax advisor read my book and say, no, that's incorrect. Huh, okay, they'll, they'll, they'll all say, well, of course it works that way. Okay, great, but you're not making it accessible to anybody other than your clients. So let's make it accessible to the whole world. Got it. And when you say tax advisor, are you talking about somebody who's preparing somebody's taxes, like a tax accountant? A CPA. CPA, a CPA. right. So this mm -hmm. is somebody you're taking, if you have your taxes done, you're taking it. Right. To, right. And then, and then you, I think you mentioned earlier in the show, but you, you've built out a network of people that you kind of have depart, imparted this information to or kind of trained or what's the... I, I, what I, I continually, I continually train them. We have a network of 55 CPA firms around the US. Okay. And uh, it's called the Net Wealth Ability Network. And uh, people who come to us, we place them with the appropriate CPA. Mm -hmm. um, we actually, we actually make the determination mm -hmm. and uh, we get them started off right to make sure they're creating a tax strategy, make sure they're getting their plan started. So we kind of give them a head start mm -hmm. and then we get them to the right CPA who we train on a regular basis. Yeah. That's interesting because you know, I've had uh, my taxes are never been simple because I am self-employed, right? So I've had, right. always had um, itemized, itemized tax returns, but I don't, I don't remember ever having a strategy where I was proactive. Usually it was at the end of the year, I kind of came in and said, okay, here's everything I did this year. And then how do we figure that out? Right. right? And they'd be like, well, how many new companies, how many new LLCs? You know, they they kind of walked through it. And so it was very reactive versus but, being yeah, proactive. You're looking behind. You're looking right, behind exactly. instead of ahead. Right. right. That's the problem. So for example, with my clients, so I do have a small CPA firm as well. Uh, we're at Manahan. And with my CPA firm, when we work with a client, we actually charge them a monthly fee right and we do planning all year long so it's a consulting kind of a it's very much right. it's very much consultation yeah we do their tax return because that's an important part of the planning process but right. uh, <clears throat> we're really looking at we start planning in january and we don't finish until december interesting that's a really cool strategy and so how do people find out about these these firms again where do they go uh, wealthability.com wealthability.com fairly simple yep. wealthability.com yep. really and, simple and then that's how they would be able to source and when we talk about so uh, so for somebody new i mean that's just starting out in this 
you know, kind of what's the cost or what's the range? Do you have kind of a range there for them? You know what? It depends on what they, they want, what they need. So, right. you know, our job on the intake standpoint is to find out what do you need. Right. Right. So we'll have somewhere between, typically about two to, well, we have several hundred appointments a week wow. with people. Wow. Yeah. So we have, <laughs> there's a lot of demand for what we do because right. we are the only ones who do it. Right. Okay. So um, we'll, ha- we'll have a lot of conversations with people and we're trying to help them get to the right place. And if right. we can help them, we will. If we, we, we can't do it for you. So there are some CPAs, like your CPA you were yeah, talking about, yeah. who basically said, bring me the stuff and I'll just do it. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't do that, okay? Right. So we do it with you, not for you. And right. so if you're willing to be active, again, if you're willing to be an active right. participant, we're a great place to be. If you want a, if you want to be a passive participant, we're a terrible place to right, be. Right, exactly. So if you, if you're just, we're just looking for the active players. Right, if you get a W-2 and you just need somebody to do your taxes, you, you can probably do them yourself, but that's, not, that's, yourself. Not, that's not what you do. We're talking about wealth building, right. wealth strategies. Correct. And, but I'm assuming that's at every, I mean, I did get some good advice early on when I just started out. Like, you know, one of the first things that, that this CPA firm recommended was, they said, well, you need to do an S-corporation. And here's why you need to right. do an S-corporation. Sure. So I did get good advice throughout the years, I, I don't, it wasn't like I was sitting down though going, okay, here's what I want to accomplish or here's what, right. here's what, and that's I'm, what we do. Right. Here's what I'm thinking for the, this year. And, and what do I need to, what do I need to, right. how do I need to weigh those options? So I really like that. Um, you know, well, and the drama triangle and the empowerment dynamic, another uh, one of our, uh, <laughs> um, are you familiar with that at all, Ted? I'm not, but it sounds okay. great. It, it, it is. It's all about kind of the different roles we play, but ultimately the, the antidote to drama is focusing on your outcome, right? So what's, what do you truly, what do you want? And it sounds like that's a lot of what you're doing is saying, okay, let's be Mm -hmm. proactive and think, okay, what do we want? And then it's easier to work back to a solution versus going, well, I think I want this or whatever, you know, just, and that's just too wishy-washy, right? We're we're, we're actually a little odd for a CPA, for CPAs, because we actually start with helping you develop your dream what is, right. what, is, what do you, I mean, in a, in a perfect world, what does it look like? I mean, right. literally all the money you could ever ha- ever want, what does your life look like? Right. And let's actually shoot for that. Let's not say, well, okay, now we're going to back off that by 70%. No, we're going to say, you want it, you want that house on the beach in Maui? Great. Okay. We can do that. Okay. Now here's what you have to do. And our job is to tell you what you need to do to get there. And oh, right? was, that's our job. So where, where does this intersect then with like a wealth manager then, or a, an investment manager? It, so, so we have a, so our, our, um, now you said nothing is out of bounds before the thing. So I'm just, not, I'm, I'm okay. No, I'm, no, this I'm is not, all good. So, so let me tell you, our goal for the world is our goal is to provide tools Etc. and the people so that everybody around the world could be independent of employers, right. independent of the government, right. and independent of Wall Street. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So investment advisors are for Wall Street. And when you say independent of wealth advisors. No, independent of, not, independent not necessarily of, of Wall Street. Okay. Like not, uh, like not investing. So in, in other words, don't, don't be dependent on what happens in the stock market there you go. for whether you're going to be able to retire or not. Why, right. why would, yep. because that's a very passive investment. Right. Okay. That's like, Take yep. control of your life. Take control. You shouldn't have to be reliant on an employer. Right. Remember if you have an employer, you have one customer. So you have, you're in the riskiest possible situation in business is to have a single customer. And with, if you're an employee, you have one customer. 
I love it. I love the way. Okay. You, I just love the way you phrase things because I think it just so puts. It's like hits the nail on the head because I've, you know, I I have not actually phrased it that way. When you say it though, so often I've talked to people and they're like, "Well, I want to be secure. I want to make sure I have a good job, and I want to make sure I can pay and all this yeah. stuff." But it's like, <laughs> how is the job secure? Right. Exactly. Because you can get laid off, fired. I mean, I talked to a guy the other day. He'd been working for the same firm for like seventeen years, and they just. They just eliminated his territory. Yeah. They didn't. They, yeah. they, they didn't even fire yeah. him. He was just like, "We're not going to sell yeah. our product in that area anymore because we're just not getting enough right. you know, lift in there." And so he literally, after 17 years, where he felt like he was going to be forever, just gone. And I've talked to several guests that have come on the show yeah. that the reason they wrote the book, the reason they started consulting, the reason they did whatever is because they got laid off, right? And it wasn't <laughs> that they it wasn't that they were doing right. a bad job or that they got right. fired. It was literally like downsizing, right? And or just when 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 I was at the I was at the Fortune 1000 company, my very first task was to lay off half of my staff. <laughs> the very first thing they had me do, it was a big layoff. I right. I was the only employee with there's 10,000 employees company-wide and I was the only employee hired in six months within a six-month time frame right and the very first thing they told me was now you have to reduce half your staff <laughs> and I'm going okay so I that's the point I got right then is right. that wow you have no security as an employee right no control over your future I, I, I just I'm the youngest of six kids so you know I like being in control because I never was Right. right, as a kid, right? I had five siblings, I had hand-me-downs, I had right. hand-me-downs from my cousins, right? right. right. So, so uh, I like being, I do, I, I like being in control of my life, but I'm going, the thing is, everybody can do this if they want to. It's really, it's not that difficult. You just need other people to help you. You can't do it yourself. You really do need other help, people to help. Right. And ultimately, you're, when, when you are hiring somebody like this, you're, you're investing in the long, the, I mean, I think the, the employee mindset is, well, this is going to cost me money or, or this is, you know, I'm going to, and it's like, no, if you invest, you're, you're, it's actually going to make you money, right? If, if somebody hires somebody like you, that's because they're going to make more, you're, you are going to make them more than what your cost is ever going to be. Yeah, let, let me tell you that my view of the difference between the rich and the middle class. Mm -hmm. So uh, the middle class looks at every dollar they spend as an expense and they're trying to reduce their expenses. Right. The rich look at every dollar they spend as an investment and they're trying to maximize their investment. And it's just a different mindset. It's the same dollars. And how do people shift? How do people, in the, how do people shift that mindset? I mean, what's the best way that, to kind of shift that? I mean, obviously what you said, but kind of what's the shift? Be around different people. Oh, I love that. It's, it's your environment. You can't, uh, I have a good friend who um, his company does uh, drug and alcohol rehab for um, veterans and first responders, oh, Warriors uh -huh. Heart in, yep. in Texas. And uh, he said, he, he's told me multiple times since you cannot overcome your environment. You just can't. So what you have to do is you need to get a different environment. So you have to right. be around different people. Right. This right. is why people come to your podcast because they want to be right. with different people that's like right. you. Right. 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 That's why they come. And so that's that's why the people, you know, uh, come, you know, buy my books or come to our, our, our networks because they want to be with a different type of CPA. They want to be around other people that have this mindset that look, life is possible. Right. And it, it can be a lot of fun on the road and it can be a lot, a lot of fun getting there. 
you know, it reminded me, we had Dan Butner who wrote The Blue Zones and studied longevity, right? And so, and mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of his work and, and have been for a long time. We had him on the show, and one of the first questions I asked him, I said, if I want to, because it's all about, he, you know, he's all about longevity and living healthy. And, and I said, if I wanted to live longer and healthier, what, what's the number one thing I could do? And he paused. It was funny because I remember him pausing. Or at least it seemed like he paused. I need to go back and watch the, watch the film. But it, he paused like he didn't want to answer it for half a second. It was kind of like, should I say this, right? And he said, the, and he just looked at me and, it, and I was surprised. Dan is very straightforward and very matter of fact. He looked at me and he said, the number one thing you can do is move just move. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yep. and I think it speaks to exactly what you're talking about, which is, you know, even if you don't physically move, cause he was saying you physically move to be around people who are living longer, healthier, more active lifestyles. That's how you, and, and that's kind of what I'm hearing you say, even if you don't physically move, well, move where you spend your time mentally, your, your conversations. Well, but right? but I, I will tell you, I'll tell you my own story. So uh-huh. I was living in a good little middle-class temp- neighborhood in Tempe, Arizona. Mm-hmm. And what I noticed was the people I, my, my neighbors, they, they were always talking about money and they're worried about money, etc. And then I, I met, I met, I kind of drifted towards the neighborhood to the south, mm-hmm. just a mile, a mile or two south. Mm-hmm. And I found out these were richer people, mm-hmm. had a lot more money. Mm-hmm. They never talked about money. Money was not important to them. Mm-hmm. It, it was not on their radar. And I'm going, so I don't want to be with these people that I'm with. So I literally sold my house and moved into the other neighborhood for this exact purpose because I wanted to be, be with people who had a different view of money. Interesting. And I think that, and really we could apply that to any area of life. If you want to have success sure. in any area of life, then you need to be around people that are having success, the, the success you want. And I mean, you know, that's what Tony Robbins, I've been to a lot of his stuff and, and, and met him and studied with him. He's, he's awesome teacher, but he talks about that. The, the number one thing you can do if you want success in any of your area of your life is be around people that are already having the success exactly. that you want and learn from them, right? Be a sponge, right. right? And just soak it up. So this is kind of the same thing. If you want to, I mean, you know, here with what we do, you know, a lot of it is exposing people to new ideas, to new thoughts, because how do we get out of our own way, right? If we aren't going to necessarily right. pick up and move neighborhoods, but how do we get out of our own way? How do we learn new things? And I think it's having, you know, joining these conversations, coming into conversations with yeah. people like you about, hey, because I'm learning a ton on the show. I, I actually selfishly just do the show for me, honestly, because I learn a ton. It's I like, understand that. It's like I have, you know, three, four, five guests on sometimes a week, and I'm just like at the end of the week, I'm like, wow, I just feel so motivated and inspired because, you know, when you're around people that are really good at what they do and really passionate about what they do, it's so contagious, right? And I, I think, sure. and to your point about not working for employers anymore, but really looking at how do you, how do you at least work for yourself or have something that is more security for you long-term, um, you know, I think that's just so inspiring. And, and how do we inspire other people to kind of wake up to their purpose, right? Wake up to for sure. Because when we're living purposefully, we're typically happy. And I think you're going to come on our um, Global Happiness Summit. I think that's what I heard the other day, right? So you're going to come speak at our Global Happiness. I hope you do, because I hope it's something about like how to, you know, happiness and wealth or wealth and happiness or something, right? Because I feel Absolutely. more, because when you're telling me this, I feel inspired just listening to you. Cause I'm like, okay, how do I'm looking at my own life going, I feel happier about what you're, <laughs> what I'm hearing <laughs> just because you're, you're helping my brain reframe it. I don't know why I'm running Good. on about that, but I do really appreciate right. 
What are you doing now? You've been associated with Robert Kiyosaki. It, it says you're his trusted personal accountant and business partner. And so, because obviously a lot of this sounds like what he writes in his books as well, right? Sure. And yeah, we're, 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 we're very copacetic with each other. We, we're actually a really good um, team when we speak together. I bet. On stage. Right. Because he's talking about the business side and you're talking kind of about mm -hmm. the tax strategy and wealth creation, yeah. I'm assuming, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of yeah. the same stuff. And so you've got books out. You've got the wealth ability system. So that's different though. Is that the, what's the wealth ability system? Well, so that's just our system for, like we were talking about when we bring a new client in, we're, we're, we've got a system for helping them devise their strategy for building wealth and reducing their taxes. So that's our system got for it. doing that. Um, nope, that, that, no book on that yet. Actually, the closest thing would be my new book, The Win-Win Wealth Strategy. Um, but um, we, we do have, it, it is very important when you, when you talk about who should you associate with, when you're talking about your advisors, you don't want an advisor that is kind of too independent. You want to make sure they have a system. Right. How are they taking their clients through? While it's got to be unique to you, it still needs to be a system because what you want is you want something that you can replicate. You don't want to have to make a new decision every time you invest. You don't want to have to make a new decision every time you spend money. You want to actually make a single decision and then just apply that decision over and over again. I mean, that's yeah. how the wealthy people make so much money. They just have a really good, they've made a really good decision. They do that same decision over and over and over again. Yeah, definitely. And then, so what's in the new book, the win-win, um, it's called win-win-win. The win-win wealth strategy. Win-win wealth strategy. So, and that right? comes that comes out in July. So depending Correct. on when you're listening to this, it may already be out. You can pre-order it right now, but what's in the book? So what's it talk about? So, so, so actually what we look at is we look at um, seven investments that the government will pay you to make. Mm -hmm. So we actually show you both what you would get out of putting your money into what you could get out of it from a tax standpoint, but also what does the government get out of it? So when, when the government gives an incentive, they're not, they're doing this selfishly. They're right. not doing this to be generous. Okay. They're right. doing it because what, what people for, don't understand about the tax system is it's not a zero sum game. In other words, most people think, well, if the government wins, I lose. If I win, the then government the government loses. loses right. But that's not the way it works. The, when, the, when the government, if you do it right, you do what the government wants you to do, the government wins and you win. And part of that is because it requires debt. So this is something that scares people. Right. Um, but I, I always tell people, if you're afraid of debt, then you don't trust the asset that you bought with the debt. Right. You don't believe it's actually going to perform for you. Right. Okay. Because people who trust the asset, they get all the debt they possibly can. Mm -hmm. Right. You know that yep. you're, you're real estate investors. Yep. So you yep. understand, you yep. understand that concept. Yep. Very few people really understand that. Um, but what happens is, is that because you're, investing the way the government wants to, the government makes money. They're just your investment partner. That's all they are. And they'll actually put the money in for you to start the business. Mm -hmm. And then when you start making money, you're going to start giving them a return on investment. Right. It's pretty simple, but there's literally seven different areas that they, they, uh, all governments across the world focus on. We actually looked at 15 different countries. Mm -hmm. And so this is really a book to show you how, if you can look at this book from one or two ways, you can say, okay, how do I pay the least amount of tax? This is a great book for that. Right. Or make the most amount of money. 
Or you can look at it as, okay, well, how does the tax system actually work? Are, are the rich really cheating? Are they really, you know, what's what's the truth? And this is a book just to expose what really happens. That's, that's really what it does. But it, at the same time, you can certainly use it to make a lot more money and pay a lot less tax. We actually have a chapter in there at the end um, where I actually show a true example of where somebody got the government to pay for their Ferrari. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, are, are you gonna? It's, it's, a, it's a true life example with real numbers. It's a client of mine. Is that right? They, <laughs> they actually got the government to pay for the Ferrari. And uh, if, when you read that chapter, chapter uh, last chapter of the book, when you read that chapter, you go, "Oh yeah, that'd work." Really interesting. Yep. Okay, so now I'm going to have to read the book. That's a good cliffhanger. There you go. That's a good cliffhanger for the book. I like <laughs> keep me hanging. Keep the cast hanging. I like the cliffhanger for the book. That's amazing. So very cool. So that comes out in July. Um, the wealthability.com, right? Wealth wealthability.com. Right. You can, you can pre-order it either at Amazon or you can pre-order the book at uh, winwinwealthstrategy.com. Either one. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Um, and then just, is that how people also keep a hold of you or keep in touch with you? Just go to wealthability. You said that there's a Wealth, wealthability.com. Yep. We, there's a button to click on and we'll talk to you. There's all sorts of resources. Um, my, my uh, first book, uh, tax free wealth mm -hmm. is also a great resource. Oh, perfect. Well, I love it. Well, I'm certainly looking forward to having you on the summit uh, here in July. And then, uh, and then as things progress, as the book comes out and you hear feedback on the book, we'd love to have you come back on and awesome. uh, update us on that. And so, and then you have a podcast, you said, I did not look I at did. Your, okay, the, wealth, so, the wealth ability show. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then typically, and so I know exactly what you mean. You know, I, I'm the student, right? When, <laughs> right. You, when you're doing a podcast, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. the student. So, and it's so much fun being a student. Yeah. So what do you, who do you typically have on your podcast? I mean, what kind so of people I, are you having uh, on? I have a lot of, a lot of, uh, I have economists and I have business, uh, you know, business leaders and I have, um, personal development, mm -hmm. uh, leaders. Mm -hmm. So I have a pretty broad range because I think that a lot of building wealth is about personal development. So I think it's a very important part of it. So what you're doing is really important. Yeah, I agree. And I, and I, I sorry, I mean, I, I agree that <laughs> it's like, I agree what I'm doing is really important because I'm kind of a big deal. I don't know. No, no, the, oh, I'm completely kidding. Uh, I have a hat like, I have a hat that says that. Like, <laughs> my, my, my stepdaughter gave it to me. I'm kind of a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a friend of mine that gave me something like that. <laughs> the, um, but, but no, I think personal development is such a personal, spiritual, professional, yeah. uh, wealth, all of that yeah. development is, is so important to happiness. It really is. If, if you, it, yeah. Just like you're talking about, you, if you want to get the maximum out of your wealth, you got to be active. If, you gotta, if you're going to get the maximum out of yourself, you got to be active. You can't just sit on yep. the sidelines. You can't sure. just watch Netflix and nothing wrong with watching Netflix, but I'm just saying you, you got to be active. You got to be, yeah. I think, in fact, actually we have the founder of Netflix coming on the show. So hopefully he doesn't cool. listen to this poor portion of the, of the show. But what I'm saying is obviously, you know, it's all a balance. It's all, but you gotta, yeah. if you want to evolve, you gotta do something. You can't just sit on the sidelines. And so, so That's often right. I see people sitting on the sidelines. I'm just like, you can do this. Everybody can do this. People like you help people do this. So I really appreciate what you're doing and, and how you're showing up. And thank you for inspiring me today. And I, I know our audience will be inspired as well. So, well, hopefully it wasn't too boring and you had some fun. <laughs> I had a, I had a ton of fun. So, <laughs> so, so, so thank you so much. And I know we'll be seeing more of you. Awesome. Thank you, Matt. Thank you for being a part of the Bright Vibe podcast. For more information, go to brightvibe.com. That's B-R-I-T-E, vibe, V-I-B-E.com. Thank you for listening. <laughs>